everybody. My name is John. I'm Joe. And this is Ubaldi Brief. And what we're going to do is discuss after we watch President Joe Biden's press conference. Okay, I got to admit something right now. Spill it. I've not seen his entire press conference. I've just only seen things that I've seen off Facebook. That's where I generally get my information. So I think we should be good. No, I think we should. There was It was at an unusual time. It was at 1 o'clock. I thought maybe they would do it during prime time. But they did it at one, so that would be like ten o'clock in the morning Pacific Coast time. But either way, they did. It was President Joe Biden's first press conference ever as President of the United States. I think it was the first one he has done really in like sixty-five days. Yeah, and uh, a lot of the things that I heard about was that Fox wasn't called on. Also, a lot of people or a lot of the reaction off social media is that. Some people are a little on the scared side that this guy is our president now. What it was, he gave a 62-minute press conference. Okay. And you're right. They took He took questions from 10 reporters, but they didn't say which reporters they asked. Okay. And I know Peter Ducey, who is the Fox correspondent that handles the White House, I don't think he was asked a question or able to ask a question. There was one I know because you can see the chatter on social media and through the press. There was a PBS reporter asked Joe Biden a question and first he's regarding immigration. And he said, Mr. President, you're a moral and decent president. A lot of individuals were complaining about that. Just because you may have think that you're a reporter, you need to ask the tough questions that you hadn't been asked. Now, while they were asking them, basically it came down to immigration was a top issue, the filibuster was a top issue, and infrastructure was a top. But there was a lot, and they got into some foreign policy questions. They talked about Afghanistan just very briefly. They talked about China, North Korea. Russia was off the table. Russia, for some reason, was never asked. Now, to your knowledge or maybe your understanding, to your knowledge or to your understanding, was the questions, were they already loaded? Did they already know the questions they were going to ask the president? Yeah, because they've had nine days to prepare this. Okay. When Trump was president, most presidents usually, we're going to do a press conference at nine in the morning or we're going to do it, whatever. And they don't really give the press that much time to prepare. So the press really had time to prepare what questions they were going to ask. Well, I mean, that in the opposite direction, did... The Biden administration give them the questions to ask him. That I don't know. We'll have to find out as the days go on and once we get more of the analysis when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Because I know during the campaign and even after the campaign, reporters had to submit their questions to him. And then he would ask whoever he decided to ask on. Mm -hmm. But it was still very softballish questions. And when it came to, obviously, immigration is a big problem. Yeah. We've mentioned this on this podcast and previous podcasts. But he, what he did is he mentioned future podcasts too. and future podcasts <laughs> in the future. But what he did is he blamed Donald Trump for dismantling the system when. But see, the reporters never pushed back on that. He goes, Mr. President, in June of 2019, you said when oh, excuse me, when a moderator asked all the Democratic challengers for president, would you put would you provide health care? to illegal immigrants, and everybody raised their hand. And then there was that widely circulated video showing him really getting into someone's face saying, as a country of 330 million people plus, we should be able to bring in 2 million without a problem and assimilate them. And then through the campaign, even when he became the presidential contender, 
or the nominee for the Democratic Party. They all the Democrats were basically wanted the borders open. They wanted to dismantle everything. So he never really was challenged on that, mm-hmm. nor was he asked questions about Vice President Kamala Harris being the point person when she's for open borders. She's for decriminalizing illegal immigration. She even called ICE in the same realm as the KKK. So what else transpired throughout the throughout the, the, the press conference? The two questions or subjects beyond immigration was infrastructure. He's going to pre- unveil, I think it's going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is like Steel Town, used to be Steel Town, but he's going to unveil his $3 trillion infrastructure package. And it's really going to center around bridges, roads, and all that stuff, but he's going to sell his Green New Deal or his version of the Green New Deal. Now, is the Green New Deal something that deals with infrastructure or is it? Well, the New Green Deal is a total transformation of the whole U.S. economy, not just building bridges and roads. It's also how we finance things. It's also how we make things. It's transition away from fossil fuel to wind, solar, and alternative cleaner energy sources. But what he was never pressed on is when he talked about these are going to be good paying jobs, but he never was asked, what about Keystone? You had a, you signed an executive order ending it. 11,000 workers lost their job. So Monday morning, where do they go to find a new green new deal, green infrastructure job? Yeah. Now, you remember his climate czar, John Kerry, mentioned they can just build solar panels. He never was asked that 60% of all solar panels are made in China. And if you look at the American manufacturers that make solar panels, they're not located in anywhere near these oil energy sector jobs. I think one of the manufacturers is made in Los Angeles. The other one is in New Mexico. I think in Albuquerque. Yeah. And with the president... What was your confidence level of him during his press conference? If you looked at the press conference and you just took an objective look, and if you follow what happened with President Trump to his press conference, take the rhetoric aside, take the partisanship aside, and just look at the two, Joe Biden's energy is just not there. Yeah. He just looks old. Now, what about the cognitiveness? And So far, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. didn't have any, like, senior moments. But he had nine days to, to prep for this. Now, I have a friend of mine who's a demographer. Now, I can't say this for certain, but you notice when Joe Biden, everything's in the day. Like, his press conference was in the daytime. Yeah. It's not at night. He doesn't do much at night. Now, that could be a coincidence, but I think we need to understand that. Is that true? Is he not able to function at night? Because when you get older, most older people don't do well at night. John, you usually have dinner around like 4 o'clock. Okay, but if you go by that, this is something we need to be concerned about because he's going to have to meet world leaders. He's going to have to do things at night. Yeah, and what about just going back to Trump? He was, in a sense, a 24-hour president. Correct. We've heard things from the media saying that of his schedule or what he was doing, also his diet, but... We're getting, we knew that Trump was always had that gears turning from the beginning of his administration to the end of the administration. Now it just seems like it's almost a banker's hours administration well, coming in now. And that, again, could be coincidence, but everything Joe Biden does, it's in the daytime. He, so far he's been in office like 65 days, yeah. 60, 70 days. You really haven't seen anything at night. You mm-hmm. really haven't seen him beyond the typical 
banker's hours. Once it starts getting in the evening, did he do this press conference because he's more sharp at 1 o'clock in the afternoon than he would be at 6 o'clock in the evening? Or to make it on West Coast time, that means the press conference would have been at 9 in the evening. But remember how they theorized when he did the debates, because the debates were later in the evening, that either he's taking a nap before he goes that's a speculation and theory i don't have any proof to back that up but it's because you got to think about it he's 78 years old most 78 year olds i'm not saying they're slowing down but to be the president of the united states that's 24 7 yeah that's a nonstop job and that is something that the listeners can probably bring on in or that's something that the listeners can touch on and add to the conversation and so how can they do that john the one thing we i would like to know is from our listeners is what questions would you want to have asked president biden one of the questions that he's going to unveil his infrastructure plan next week but he was never asked during this press conference on what taxes are you going to raise because there's been a discrepancy in how far is he going to go meaning he threw out the campaign and even afterwards he said I will not raise taxes on anybody making less than 400000 mm-hmm. This press spokesman, Jen Psaki, said, no, what we meant was those are just for families. Yeah. An individual, you're going to be paying taxes. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to walk things back, but he was never asked that on taxes. Hey, John, so how can they do that? They can come and find us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can locate us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to Ubaldi Reports. And if you go to Facebook, there's Ubaldi Reports group, so you can see us there. But I would also like to put um, a mention to all the listeners from Heroes Media Group, and I'd like to thank them for listening to this podcast. We've been placed on that network, so we're trying to get us out there. And in April, the first week or two in April, We're going to be live streaming this podcast. The first one is going to be a soft launch where we'll introduce who Joe Bitz is, who's a retired Marine combat vet from Iraq who was wounded. I served 30 years in the Marines and retired combat tours in both Iraq and Afghanistan. And then also, what is Ubaldi Reports? So that's what we're going to describe. And then when we do the official launch, that'll be on a particular topic. Joe had mentioned earlier in this podcast, it could be immigration or whatever topic is really streaming, let her big in the news so we can get some lively debate. So we look forward to that. Now, Joe, there's also something that Joe's going to explain that we're also going to do come. Yeah, I will get that in a second. But also briefs are meant for the listeners' questions. If you have a topic or a question, I mean, best best way to get it in and even hear the answer or solution to whatever the question is that you have is on these briefs because uh, that's like a little something that we're providing for the listeners. But so coming in April, we are going to start uh, Patreon and we are going to have a uncensored podcast called uh, Uvalde Reports Declassified where you can get a more raw, very opinionated view of what John and I are thinking about the current climate of the the nation, especially way it is politically. Keep an eye out for that, and we will talk to you. Yeah, so keep listening to Ubaldi Brief, and until next time, keep listening.